right, you guys, I'm so excited today. We have Candace Coppola. She is an author, a podcast host, an entrepreneur who believes that if you want to have dream business, you have to become the owner that dreams business needs. As a successful entrepreneur who grew a business from the spare bedroom of her home into a multi-country, multi-six-figure company, it's safe to say she's navigated the bumpy road of entrepreneurship. Candace's work and voice can be seen in many publications, but most recently and most notably in her two books, The White Dress and Color, Inspirations for the Modern Bride, and The White Dress Destinations, The Definitive Guide to Planning the New Destination Weddings. Her favorite color is pink. She's obsessed with all things skincare, Bravo TV. She's always overdressed and now lives in beautiful Barbados with her husband and two pups. Candace, welcome. Christy, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for such a nice intro. Absolutely. I mean, you've um, had a pretty impeccable career and I can't wait to actually let's just dive in a little bit. Like what ended like it ends with you guys in Barbados, which I've been to before. Mm. Um, So it's an amazing country, but definitely a different lifestyle and not what I expected. So how are you where you are and both your entrepreneurship journey and where you're living. I'm just oh. so curious. Oh my gosh, it's such a it's such a great story with a lot of twists and turns. I could probably talk about it for a long time, but I'll spare all of you guys listening and give you the short version. I moved to Barbados in 2014 after marrying my husband who's from here and we were trying to decide where to live. Should we live in Connecticut where I'm from and where I've spent the majority of my life living? Or should we live in the Caribbean? And I think it was a pretty easy choice, Christy, to decide to live <laughs> on an island, which I love so much. But I'm a born and raised New England girl. I grew up in Connecticut, went to school in Connecticut, started my first business in Connecticut, grew into an adult in Connecticut, and found my way to Barbados in 2012 when I was going through a huge life crisis. I was getting a divorce. I was trying to get my proverbial shit together trying to figure out what I wanted for my life. I had this huge business and all these responsibilities, and I just wanted to go someplace and hide. And while I was here, of course, I met my husband. And my first business was an event planning and design company. I owned that business for 12 wonderful years, helping couples celebrate moments that matter in their lives in the wedding industry and celebrations. And I got to travel all over the world to produce events in excess of a million bucks. So I was in the the top tier of the wedding industry, loved my business, grew a team, brought the business to Barbados. I was multi-country, living the dream until I wasn't living the dream anymore. And I think that's what we're going to talk about today. There was a moment in my career, and maybe you can sympathize, where I just didn't love what I was doing anymore. And I had spent so many years building and growing a business and being known for something and it just didn't fill up my cup anymore. <laughs> I can totally relate. And I feel like I can relate like I've, I've done that a couple different times. So um, I know you probably don't know a lot about me, but um, you were a wedding event planner. I was a wedding photographer for seven years. Oh, my gosh. The wedding industry just produces some of the best people when they get out of it. <laughs> I, I I completely agree. And so I did that. And my background has always been in finance. Um, so I actually taught photographers how to run their business. Um, that's kind of what led me, like led me on a different journey to start the start companies mm. and then wrote my book. And so it's always been a, I feel like a passion that's been a gateway for another passion to be born. Mm. But there's this period, right? That you, you still love the other, but you realize your heart isn't quite there anymore. And you have to make this decision to pivot. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's been a lot. Um, and I think today we're going to talk about that very thing as pivoting in careers. Um, and I know that, you know, during this pandemic and during my big life shift, um, so I'm also divorced, I'm a single mom, I've realized my priorities have shifted. My workload has shifted. My time has shifted. So I am literally pivoting in a bunch of different areas, making some foundational shifts um, to get myself towards more freedom. Because ultimately, mm-hmm. I think that's what we all look for, right? Yeah, for sure. 100%. Myself included. It's why I sold my business in October of 2019. And I have really good timing to get out of the wedding industry. I have to say, like by the skin of my teeth, I got out of it before the pandemic hit. But that's why I sold my business. I, I My life had changed so much since moving to Barbados and getting remarried. And, you know, I had left behind that kind of city life and was really settled and feeling good about island life. And I just didn't want to give up my weekends anymore. And also, too, I was getting so, so distant from the customer who was young and getting married. And, you know, I had been divorced and remarried and my values were different. So I didn't connect with the customer anymore. And I just didn't love the work. I didn't love the stress. I didn't love the headaches that kept popping up. It was overwhelming to me. It was changing me as a person, not in a good way. And I knew that I just could not shepherd this business into the future. I was not the right person. I knew everything I needed to do to continue to grow the business or at the very least just keep it floating. But I wasn't even fired up to do that. So there was a pivotal moment for me where I had to really check myself and ask myself, what do you want? You're in your mid-30s at this stage. What do you want out of your life? And and give myself the permission to explore what the other possibilities could be for myself. So I'm curious. I I feel like I've seen people do this, but they've done it in a not healthy state, Mm -hmm. meaning a state of burnout, right? (laughs) Like just needing a break. How How do you and how did you decipher between look, this isn't just a burnout. This isn't just a season. This is an actual big pivotal change that I need in my life. This is such Um, a great question. Yeah. Because I think there is a difference and sometimes people don't understand the difference or maybe they quit before they're ready or they quit and think that's going to solve the problem, but it doesn't. So this is such a good question. I was in this purgatory for two years So it didn't go away. And what I discovered was even if I scaled back my schedule, changed the rules in my own business for myself, it didn't solve the problem, which was I was not passionate about this thing anymore. I was not excited about this thing anymore. And I didn't want to leave my house on a Saturday morning and go work 18 hours shepherding somebody's wedding from start to finish. I was so over it. And it took me a long time. I tried so many different things, scaling back my schedule, creating different boundaries, hiring people, and none of it changed. None of it gave me the space I thought I needed to love the work. And it was in that moment that I knew that I needed to start thinking about a change. Also, too, I had this side hustle. I had this side hustle since 2011, which was mentoring wedding pros. And I loved that so much. I would look forward to those calls that I would have. I would look forward to new customers I would acquire to help them with their business. I would look forward to learning more about how to be a better coach and online marketing and all that stuff, all those rabbit holes, which you know all about. And I found myself getting, excuse me, so excited about that. 
And it was like a light bulb went off. I knew that when I wanted to spend more time doing the side hustle versus the bread and butter, that there was something there. And then I needed to explore what life could be like if I let go of the business that I had only known, that I had grown up essentially building, and that was tied to my identity. Mm. I was known in the industry. I was speaking. I have two books. I mean, it's not just like, oh, I'm just going to quit and move on. My whole identity was wrapped up in this business. And who was I if I was not the owner of this business? Like, who was I? I? I didn't know. I think that is such a relative point because I think a lot of times our self-worth is wrapped up in that identity. Thinking, why did we, we spent so much time building and doing, but ultimately you chose to pivot and to change and kind of say goodbye to the old version. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in essence, you still carry her with you. You think that, but mm-hmm. you made this decision. What are some things that are, that if someone that's listening to this, that is wanting to make a change, whether they're an entrepreneur or whether they're in corporate, um, what are some skill sets or some tactics that you could give them as someone that has pivoted to make sure it's not just pivoting in a season that, and, and maybe just needing burnout. What are, what are some things that, you know, is it pros and cons list? What are some different things that maybe you did in your world, um, that help you come to that realization? You know, I think first you can't rush the brush, right? So if you're going to have a huge life change or a career change, let's say you own a business and it's not filling up the tank anymore. I don't want you to rush the brush and just give up and close down the business without even considering selling the business because you should absolutely consider the possibility that someone could want to jumpstart their own career by buying your business. But aside from that, I don't want you to rush the brush. I want you to try some different things to see if it is burnout, if you just need a little extra time, if you just need to go to therapy, if you just need a little space or boundary between you and your business, some more support or a different sort of work day or work week if you need to just kind of try and experiment with some new things. But I also want you to see what might lie beyond your business. I truly believe that we're not meant to always do the same thing. The majority of us are multi-hyphenate. We're multi-passionate. And so my suggestion would be to dig into something that fires you up. What would you drop work for to go and work on? When you wake up in the morning and if you had to choose between something you're exploring or experimenting with in your career, if you had to choose that over the work that you do every day, dig in and see what what lies there for you, what possibilities or opportunities are there for you in your business. That's something I did. I was lucky enough to where I had a personal brand. And so when I sold my company, in 2019, I could just jump into a personal brand I had been building for years. And so here's another thing to consider. A personal brand will carry you no matter where you go in life, whether you are the owner of this business or you work for this this company or you do this thing. A personal brand is something that you can carry with you. So even exploring some hobbies or, or things that you love to do outside of work that could be a business or could be a career and tie it to a personal brand and start growing that is a great place to start to understand if there's a pivot happening there. But I also think you have to ask yourself some really hard questions. 
and you know this, Christy, because you've pivoted many times, it's not easy to make decisions when your identity is wrapped up in a career or all your contacts, all your friendships, all of your identity is wrapped up in what you do. And I think you just need to start asking yourself some hard questions like, am I truly happy doing this work? If I could do something else, what would it be? And a pros and cons list, if that's your jam, sit down and start writing what are the pros, what are the cons of me staying in this business or staying in this career? And what are the pros and cons of me exploring other opportunities? But it all goes back to not rushing the brush. I do think that it takes time to make these kinds of decisions. And if you've built something that someone else might find value in, it is absolutely important that you explore the opportunity to sell your thing to someone else and at least be compensated for the incredible thing that you've built that will help someone else live their dreams and live their purpose. I love it. And I think that's all such amazing points. Um, I'm going to speak to a couple. I I took some notes while you were doing that. (laughs) I'm going to speak to a couple things. Um, I love what you said about a personal brand. But I will say I am someone that that built my life around a personal brand and a personal name. Mm-hmm. And I actually made the really big decision two years ago to change my name mm-hmm. publicly. Even though my brand, my book, my search engines, all of that, I spilt, I spent, you know, over a decade building. Um, and I went back to my maiden name. And I had people challenge me, mentors tell me, don't do it. Um, you know, people saying, you know, people, here's what I'm also going to say to speak on that. Like, I really don't feel like it matters what you did in a prior life Mm -hmm. or a past life. I think that ultimately a lot of times it comes down to who are you now? Mm -hmm. Like, and those big pivots and those big changes. And, um, I made the decision to go back to my maiden name. It wasn't someone telling me to do it. It was someone that I realized I needed to go back to like the root of who I was. Um, and, I felt like the right people would follow Christy, not whatever my last name was. And I really pivoted myself into a brand of start with Christy, not my first name and my last name. Mm -hmm. And so I think that for uh, a lot of people, they struggle with that. Like once, because if you talk to business mentors, once you create a name and a brand, you're not supposed to change it. I mean, Coca-Cola, they don't go change their name to something else because they put a lot of money and and efforts and time. And I Mm -hmm. do realize by making that big pivotal change, I lost people. I actually lost um, people that are confused because they're like, who is this person now? They don't even know. But I think it's important to ask yourself like what you were saying, your priorities, and maybe maybe it's just an evolution that needs to be grown um, and the right people I'm I'm thankful for that that girl that had the name Christy Dickerson. I'm thankful for all the lessons that who she was for the 12 years, that who she brought to that. But I'm so thankful for I'm I'm more than a name and my I'm more than that ability and that pivotal change in that brand. Um so I think that although it's important to talk about a personal brand, um, I think that it's okay at any point in our lives to give ourselves permission to being open to change for whatever we may need. And I think that's ultimately the hard thing. I think for me, I struggled. I did the same thing with you. I had my identity wrapped up in it, um, my self-worth wrapped up in it. And I realized even my insecurities were wrapped up in it. 
right? Um, I became anxious. Um, and a lot of things that I built and were big engines that were built like, like operational engines, I didn't really necessarily want to be dealing with the system operations of them mm-hmm. anymore. I know does that, that make sense? Oh, it does make so much sense. I totally get what you're saying. And we are going to take a quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by startplanner.com, your tool for a more organized life. Featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Inc.com, Start Planner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute, and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. Align schedules, to-dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at startplanner.com. You're right. I mean, it building a, a personal brand, it doesn't have to be around your name. For for full disclosure, I didn't change my last name when I got divorced and got remarried. I kept it for all the reasons you stated, which was, you know, I had a I had two books with the name on it. Like I was known mm-hmm. for it. So it was a big conversation I had with myself. And ultimately I decided to keep it. But you know what I did? is I pronounce it differently than my ex-husband pronounces it. And a really quick funny story, we were in court getting divorced and we had to introduce ourselves to the judge and he stated his name. I stated mine with the last name said differently and she looked at us and said, okay, which one is it? It was so hilarious. (laughs) It's just typical me. I put my own spin on it, but I totally understand, you know. It really is an identity shift when you go through a divorce and if you have a your name being synonymous with your business. I think that's a personal uh, situation that happens. Some people are okay. Some people want to change their name back and I, I totally get that whole scenario. I went through it myself and had to weigh the options. But you know, you're you're so right when you you bring up thinking about the change that's happened to you as a person, right? You start a business or you start a career and you're of a certain age in a certain situation in your life and 10 years goes by in a blink of an eye, in my case, 12, and you've changed. And what you want for your life has changed. Maybe you don't want to be working all the time. Maybe you don't want to be building and growing and constantly moving that goalpost to achieve one more thing. Maybe you don't want to make as much money. Maybe you don't want to serve those types of customers. I mean, there's so many different changes that happen as we evolve as as women, as men, as people, as parents, as partners. And so I think it's important to honor those changes and look ahead to the future and really ask yourself, what do I want? When you look towards the future in your life, what would you manifest for yourself, for your career, for your life, for your kids, for whatever your circumstances are. And I think that's just such a great place to dig in when you're looking at pivoting or making a big change in your career, your life is you know, taking into consideration who you are today and what you want for your future. When we start our first business and our first career, we're hungry, right? We're excited. We're hungry. Maybe we don't have the same responsibilities or obligations and we're head down doing all the work and learning as we go and so fired up. But after you've been in business for 12 years, you know, you're like, I don't want to work so hard. I want to go out to brunch with my girlfriends. I want to take a vacation. I don't want to be the boss of everybody. You just start to go through this change. And I'm encouraging anybody who's listening, who's just feeling that tug 
or that push, and maybe you've been feeling it for a while, that something's just not quite quite right in your business and you're feeling like you need a change to explore what that change could be. And, you know, as Christy has said, you're a different person than you are when you started your business. You're a different person today. And so in thinking forward, if you can, what would you manifest for yourself, for your career and for your life? And what opportunities based on all your experience and all your knowledge could help to shepherd that in? I love that. So I want to speak to a couple things. So one, I love what you said, because here's the biggest thing that I think that what I'm pulling from this, and I want everyone to realize, we are all on our own journeys. And I think ultimately a lot of things get stolen from us. Um, thinking what we should do, what society should do, what our, what our family or our loved ones think we should do. Like it's these expectations that other people put for us. And a lot of times we we say, oh, we don't care what people think or we don't, but we do. We carry it. We carry weights. And depending on who you are and your personality, I think we carry them at different levels. But I think for a lot of us, we carry weights and expectations. And I think just giving yourself some grace and realizing that we're all on our own journeys. And I do feel like we're here to help each other along. And so I can relate to so much in your story. So even what you were saying, I didn't actually change my name at the time of divorce. I didn't. I have Mm -hmm. kids. I kept it for them. I kept it for my brand. I kept it for multiple reasons. So it actually took me time and evolution to realize I I like want to uh, pivot from that. I want to evolve Mm -hmm. from that. And here's my reasons why it wasn't like a an overnight switch. And regardless, if if you know we're talking about a career change, a relationship change, um, a name change, like whatever it is, like that's to each their own and their own priorities and their own conversations and their own relationships. I think that my life, the one thing that it has taught me is compassion. Mm. I guess struggling and understanding so many different areas, it really leaves you at a place of empathy, of really understanding um, and not just coming from a place of judgment where I feel like a lot of times we, we take things personally when people say it to us, but mm-hmm. I, even when I get judged, I feel like I try to take a stance of empathy because they're dealing with something in their own world. They haven't had an experience to really understand. Like I try to fill in and try to think of, of what, maybe how they're feeling, even when I want to be like defensive. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's just important to like what you're saying you know, realize that you guys are all on your own journey. And if it's not just a season, like she's saying, maybe it is a shift and a change. And for me, a shift and a change, um, I go back to data. So the pros and the cons list is a data for me. Numbers is a data for me. But you also, like you said, it's not just that. It's maybe your priority shift. Maybe you don't want to make as much money. Maybe you don't want as much stress. Maybe you realize the stress that's implicating to your health. Or maybe you've got young kids and you realize your priorities maybe are in these years that your kids are young and then maybe you want to shift your time and t- shift your energy. I really feel like we all are to this energetic beings. And if you've got something that's stripping energy from you, mm-hmm. how, how do you find ways to give it back? Um, so, and I think the big thing for entrepreneurs is you've got to make that shift between owner and operator. And a lot of people make that shift or don't make that shift or never even aware that is a shift. Um, because you don't find a lot of freedom and you're in the operations. But if you can Mm -hmm. find that shift, right, that gives you that you build a life where you're doing what you love, 
but you don't feel strapped to doing it. You have a sense of freedom. So maybe the things that you don't love, you're able to, this is like ideal world, right? And I think ultimately what we're talking about, this pivoting in a career, we're talking about big pivots. But I think ultimately what we should be doing is looking at pivoting all the time. It's not once a year, let's look at goals. Once a year, let's realize we're at burnout. Once a year, like when we go to do our tax returns, realize, oh my gosh, I just worked and did all this for what? Like, you know, it's not those once a year things, it's constant. And I think ultimately how we do that is being very self-aware, but also having people that can hold us accountable Mm -hmm. and people that have the ability to see us differently than we see ourselves. Yeah, I totally agree. It would be so great if we could do those check-ins more often rather than waiting for the shit to hit the yeah, shit to hit the <laughs> fan and we're just a mess, you know, we're ready to just burn it all down. And I've I've been in both places. I've been, oh, you yeah. know, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I've I've been in a very successful spot where I'm just so thankful. I'm grateful. I've also been in very successful things that I'm like, oh my gosh, that was just amazing. Mm-hmm. But I don't even feel anything for it. Meaning yeah. I have no emotional attachment because you're just in so much burnout. So um, I think ultimately, right, it's it's learning your routines and your cadence and your priorities and constantly looking at that. And um, right before we got on this call, we had this conversation and we were talking about time and working and we're doing this interview. It's like one o'clock in the afternoon for me. And I'm like, yep, you're my last person for today. I've found that I actually am my best only working six hours a day because my creativity just starts to drop. And I've actually had to give myself freedom because you you think, oh, I got to work all this. Like I've started giving myself freedom and grace of realizing I am best when I'm only optimizing my core productivity time and then walking Mm -hmm. away. You're so right. You know, it's so funny. We start a business because we want freedom, abundance. We want to do things our own way. But then we get stuck in this cycle of thinking we always have to be producing and working. And on. And and we forget that we're our own boss. We chose this for a reason. And yes, there's a time and a place where you really got to put your head down and do stuff. But on a day-to-day basis, you should be able to decide what your workday looks like for you. You get to choose if you want to cut off at work every work every day at one o'clock because you know you're not productive after that. That's why we chose to do this and why we've sacrificed so much. But Christy, you in your sharing, it reminded me of something that I've shared many times when I talk about my own journey. And I I, I kid it to being into a relationship for too long. You know, I think that we sometimes stay stuck in relationships long after they've expired. Whether those relationships are friendships, whether they're marriages, whether they're careers, and even in businesses, we have this tendency to stay long after the expiration date. I don't know about you, but I have many times stayed in a relationship long after it really expired, not wanting to believe it expired, not knowing what to do next. And there's always this tipping point. And this has happened to me in my first marriage, happened to me in my business, where you suddenly see things for for as they are. For anybody listening who feels like they've been in that relationship for too long, whether it's your business or even something personal, my encouragement to you is to really reflect back on that relationship if it's giving you everything you desire from it. And if it's not, it's time to make a change. A change is the ultimate thing. And I think a lot of times mm-hmm. we just get stuck in complacency. We we don't look for help. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times 
in business and relationships. And, and as someone that's divorced, I will say this, a lot of times it's just the easy exit. Mm. It's, it's the shutting the business down. And I think I, I don't want to encourage you guys to do that. Like give it the time. Like you said in the very beginning of the episode, don't rush things. But mm-hmm. if you're struggling from a financial, is there a new advisor that you could get in from your business to be able to help coach you, to guide you? Like, what are your weak points? And I think that we just, it goes back to like always pivoting, always being open to those different things and also realizing maybe it's just a different season of your life. Um, I want to touch on one more thing that you said, you know, for me, when I, I became anxious actually, um, Mm -hmm. when I was divorced and, but it really wasn't through that. It was, uh, multiple things. And I think it was realizing I was in a season of owning four companies Mm -hmm. and the weight of all of that, in addition to being a single mom and my priority shifting and all these different things, Um, it just became too much. And I actually didn't even realize it until I was removing myself from it. Um, we don't, we don't always often talk about the weight, Mm -hmm. the weight of a relationship, the weight of a business, the weight of, you know, and if, if you're not making an effort to change, it's gonna stay where it's at, Mm -hmm. which is And if that's true, anxiety will start manifesting in different ways. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, a lot of times people will say from a business owner, well, you know, just, just, you own it. So just like, let go, like you can't let go of sometimes, sometimes, I mean, that's the best way to like the, the responsibility of employees, the responsibility of overhead, the responsibility of being a single parent and realizing what I do or like don't do. And the weight of it, like either puts food on my table for my children or not. Mm-hmm. That's a huge weight and not a lot of people get it or understand. And so sometimes it's like, well, just relax, just take the day off. Sometimes we are our worst person because we're like, we can't, right? Mm-hmm. We feel like we can't. And so if you're in a place where you feel like you can't make a shift or you can't make a change, ask for help. Yes. Like 100%. Therapy relationship, financial advisor, like all these different things. Cause I will tell you the people that I've spoke to that have made these big pivots and have made these big changes and are at this level of greatness. They have so many different people, even after the pivots and even after the changes continuing to pour into them Mm -hmm. and help them to grow, to be their best version of themselves, um, continuously. Um, so I just wanted to to say that because a lot of times we think, our identity is wrapped up in it. We've did this. We've built this. We've got to do it alone. We have this mentality of, um, I think for me, I was just raised the way I was raised. I was the only girl in a sea full of boys. I was a middle child, like from a very young age, I've just been very independent. Um, and thinking I've got to do it my way. Um, because that way is in control way, which translates to the safe way. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way without the siblings, but I'm the same way. <laughs> the only and, child and, syndrome. <laughs> yeah. I, I was about to say it probably manifested in a different way. It just depends. And, and we all have these different ways. And a lot of times those translate into how we are in relationships mm-hmm. or it can be completely different. But <laughs> what I'm saying is I've just done a ton of self-development and really knowing myself and um, continuing to work on self-development and growth and all those different things. Um, so wherever you are in your journey, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling overwhelmed, 
write out this, be open to pivoting, be open to change because mm -hmm. change is where we're growing. And ultimately, I believe we are human beings and what we are meant to do on this earth is grow. We are like a plant. You're either watering it and it's growing or you're not watering it and it's dying. And I love plants. I have plants all over my house. And one of the reasons I do that because it's that symbolic thing for me. Um, it's just same. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm the world's <laughs> biggest plant mom. I must have a hundred plants in this house. And you know, I became a plant mom during the pandemic. I really had zero hobbies my entire adult life. My hobbies have been working and I finally picked up a hobby outside of watching Real Housewives and its plants. And it's been so therapeutic for me to every day go around this house and just water and trim. I mean, it sounds so stupid, but it actually for my mental health and for my well-being it's been so wonderful. I really, really, really has. And it just, it's something I do that's not work related. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And it's just finding sometimes that joy, that balance, that, mm -hmm. you know, that hobby that sometimes we forget, like you're a human, you need a break. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of times a lot of relationships suffer when there's children involved because you don't take that break for yourself or you don't right. take that break for your relationship or you don't take that because we feel like we have to be on, we're in this society like hamster wheel. So, um, and we, we ultimately, like I said, compare a lot of times and think this is what we should do. This is how we should act. We shouldn't be feeling this way. We don't talk about these feelings or emotions. And, and ultimately I just, um, I want to invite you all that are considering pivoting, just being vulnerable and open and giving yourself grace for your own journey. So I this is amazing. That's such a good conversation. Well, Candace, where can everyone find you? Can you let them know on social? I know you also have a podcast. So if anyone's listening to this, um, where can they find your podcast? Um, all this good stuff. Sure. If you want to connect with me, you can go to my website, CandaceCopla.com. I hang out on Instagram all the time. So shoot me a DM. Let me know you're a listener. I love following people back. And if you have any questions about my story, Maybe you're going through something right now, it's very personal to you, and you just want somebody who's been there, you can DM me, happy to trade some voice notes, see if I can help you, or at the very least, just listen. I know how hard it is to feel anxious and overwhelmed to be the boss of everybody, to not love your work as much as you used to, and to be considering moving pivoting, doing something different. So if you need support, I'm just a DM away. Candace, thank you so much for this. And I just love what you just said, listening. And I think that ultimately, um, that's one of the biggest skill sets that I feel like I've picked up on the last couple of years. Some of the people that have been the most profound in my life sometimes are the ones that just listen mm -hmm. and let me process what I need to process. Oh yes. And final tip, if you are thinking about pivoting, get you a good listener where you can process all your thoughts. That's my husband for me. Thank God for him. He's heard me talk about this for hours on end, but really it does help to have a good listener in your corner somebody who could just listen and just be supportive. Love it. All right, you guys, um, you guys go check out Candace. Thank you so much for this conversation and for sharing your journey and your story with the world. Um, and we will be back next week with another episode. Thanks again, Candace. Thanks, Christy. 
You can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.